Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure here at the Hub World. Today's uh, quest will have us covering the topic of Halo Infinite. My name is Gino. I am going to be your host today, and today I am joined by the one and only... Mateo! Everyone else is too busy playing Halo. We only we, we were barely able to break its gravitational pull and uh, separate ourselves from the glory of Halo Infinite. But yeah, it's just going to be us today talking about this uh, topic. And if you're uh, joining our adventure from uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or follow now with uh, very basic housekeeping stuff out of the way. Let's uh, roll on into this one here just to get our... Um, thoughts flowing properly here we do have a bit of a uh, a bit of an icebreaker it's going to be a bit of a shorter one again because it's just mateo and myself here today so we're just going to go into what juliano coined the hub hat <laughs> let's uh do some little rng here and the topic will be your favorite controller i'm assuming this can be like anything like yeah let's just take it as what is your favorite video game controller of all time it doesn't matter if it's nes or ps5 controller or whatever but what's important that we should mention is that if you want to contribute to our icebreakers feel free to leave topics you want us to talk about in the comments section on youtube and we will add them into our ever-expanding list of icebreaker topics so comment away and we will add them in maybe we'll prioritize them we definitely will it'd be cool to have our listeners have input into a little part of the podcast at least so okay Mateo, you want to start off with this one favorite controller there's a few honestly like the obvious answer for me is the gamecube controller the fact that it's still being used today in smash bros speaks volumes like that controller is just so comfortable to hold on to even like the wavebird like the wavebird is a pretty significant controller because it was one of the first wireless controllers to be adopted by one of the massive video game companies and just like yeah the ergonomics of the gamecube controller are really good like even now that nintendo's reissued them a few times like they have the longer cables now it feels good even to this day but like shout outs to the xbox one and the xbox series x controller they're incredibly comfortable they're really well made it feels like an actual expensive piece of like technology you're holding on to i don't feel like i'm gonna break it in my hands the GameCube controller, yeah, it's, it's so good, but like I feel like sometimes if I drop it or if I bend it, it could, I don't know, it could break or whatever. But the Xbox controller has a good heft to it, and it has all the bells and whistles you would need in a controller before this generation. I think I know what you're going to pick for your, or at least you're going to mention for one of your favorite controllers, but Microsoft's got to get on the HD rumble, whatever you want to call it trend that nintendo and playstation have now added to their controllers so i'm going to say gamecube controller and the just the xbox series x controller on the topic of feeling like you can just like rip your controller in half i want to say probably my least favorite one just for this one here playstation 3 i literally felt like i could just like twist that thing and it would just shatter into a million pieces they were so cheap and plastic feeling i just they were so small like yeah <laughs> and on and honestly i want to say that the ps3 controller is my least favorite because I have to say, honestly, Mateo, like after thinking about this while you were talking there, I want to say the PS5 controller is my favorite. I use it for absolutely everything. As much as I love my Xbox Elite controller and my Elite Series 2, and the, the programmability of them, being able to like swap out buttons and the control sticks and all that stuff, it's great. Like, Don't get me wrong. But just, I feel like it, like, I'm, I, I went to just go reach over and pick it up right now. The way I hold my controllers is not quite a crab grip, 
but like my fingers touch at the top of it. Like my thumb placement's really good and everything for the buttons and all, but like my index finger and my middle finger touch. And I don't like that. When I'm holding my PS5 controller like I am right now, my hands are separated. My fingers aren't touching each other. And like, I feel like I have a more like square grip on it. And again, the, the rumble features and stuff on this controller are absolutely amazing. I'm terrified that it's listening to me all the time, though, because there's a microphone on the controller. I'm yeah. terrified of that, and I think it's a dumb idea. But other than that, like, it's great. It has a good heft to it as well, just like the Xbox um, Elite controller and everything. But yeah, my PS5 controller is my go-to for, for everything on PC when I'm using it, either when I'm using it in Destiny and I'm using it in Halo, and I, I know that's, like, blasphemy. <laughs> and you shouldn't be using a PS5 controller to play Halo, but it works. <laughs> it works really well. You play it on PC, and since it's a Bluetooth controller, you can just use it that way. Yeah, and when when the battery dies, I just plug it into the USB Type-C. That's the thing with the PS4 and PS5 controllers. They have terrible battery life. Oh, yeah. I turned Rumble off. The Switch Pro controller can last, like, I think they said, like, 80, 60 to 80 hours, something like that, with crazy amount of time. Oh yeah, but, I haven't charged mine since like Animal Crossing's DLC came out, and I've been playing that playing it solid, and like the controller is still on the same charge. It's great, mm-hmm. but too bad the like the trigger buttons are all clicky. Like the Pro controller feels nice, but it's too similar to the Xbox controller, but it feels cheaper. If that makes sense. I get what you mean there. So now we will move on to the next segment of the podcast, which will be our fetch quests. It's our housekeeping. So not too much in terms of gaming news this week activision's dug themselves into a hole let's not get into that (laughs) yep let's just leave it at that sucks to be them but it's their own fault as of the day we're recording this podcast the game awards gave out their list of nominees and all their award categories we're probably going to do a game awards predictions for some of the awards themselves and what were what announcements we hope to see and then obviously we'll probably do a recap after that, but that that'll be a little bit further down the line. And then uh, the new Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer came out today. I don't know if you saw it, you know, but it was quite yeah, good. Yeah, I, I I saw it after I punched out. I don't want to get really into spoilers, but we're probably gonna also do a Spider-Man review. Giuliano's a very big Spider-Man fan. Well, the Xbox 20 event happened yesterday. Yes, it did. I feel like this is probably a good segue into like our main topic here. If you haven't watched it, what did they miss, Mateo? Honestly. There wasn't really that much. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like I didn't go into it thinking there was going to be a boatload of games announced. I didn't go into it thinking it was going to be comparable to E3 or something like that. All there was basically was they announced a six-part documentary series about the history of Xbox. I'm looking forward to, to watching that. I know you actually bought the, speaking of controllers again, you, you bought the 20th anniversary controller and that thing's really nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Microsoft even like were tempering people's expectations at the beginning of this saying, hey, we're not talking about stuff that we haven't announced yet. We're going to celebrate existing for 20 years. And that's what kind of what they did. But other than that, they announced, I believe it was like 70-something games are being added to the Xbox backwards compatibility program. And it's the original Xbox games and 360 games. I don't know if there was anything really that major that they added. Sonic Generations, 60 frames boost. Yeah, that's the thing. Some of the games got 60 frames boost. So Sonic Generations and Sonic Unleashed are two that I'm interested in looking at. But... These will be the final games that are being added to the Xbox backwards compatibility program. Microsoft said after this event that there's licensing issues for the remaining games. So they don't, I I don't know if it was like their unwillingness to do it or they just got all the games now that are 
pretty easy to get licensed. So regardless, there is a there's a lot of games that are now available on the uh, backwards compatibility program, whether you're playing on your Xbox One still or Xbox Series X or S. And then obviously the announcement that was supposed to be a big surprise, but wasn't because it got leaked couple days earlier is the fact that the halo infinite beta even though it's basically the full multiplayer it was available to play right after the announcement this is the thing though they said it was right after it ended up being like 40 minutes after if you were playing on console people on steam got it i think basically you could start downloading it right away yeah yeah this is actually a good launch point to like go into our, our first major topic for the halo episode here is the launch experience now Albeit from that 40-minute delay for our friends on consoles, if you had a PC or if you had it like preloaded on your Xbox, there was like an 11-megabyte file that was just there that had the crown there, Halo Infinite, and when you opened it up, it was just a little blue screen that appeared. And that's the only thing you got for about 40 minutes. And I remember listening to like some other podcast kind of talk shows and things while I was um, on my commute this morning. And I heard, yeah, people were just talking about it. Like, so all the PC users saw that, like, that were trying to use the Microsoft Xbox app on their PC, logged in, saw the blue screen thing, and then they went over to Steam and downloaded the game in, like, however long. It was only, like, 20, 23, 24 gigs. Yeah, I'm used to pre-installing games on my Xbox through Game Pass. Like, I do it all the time. On console, it's a 250-something megabyte thing. You're downloading the license, and the game will just show up in your queue to install whenever the update is made available. I've done that with Psychonauts. I've done that with, now with Halo Infinite. I've done that with a lot of games. But I guess people weren't familiar with that. So they thought, oh, you can just pre-install it, and then they forget about it, and they think they have the full game installed. And then the blue screen happened. Like, to me, I knew what Microsoft meant by pre-install all that. But I guess they didn't. And they were people were upset about that. They thought the game was broken. They didn't realize that they didn't actually have the game installed. So I got a pretty good laugh out of that because people were panicking. They were calling it the blue screen of death because they were trying to make, make it, it sound big. like... Yeah, so it, it, it was... It, honestly, it was, it was funny seeing the chaos in the community at the time because, like, everyone was just... Like, I was watching Reddit, Xbox Series X Reddit, and people were panicking there. They're like, come on. I really, honestly, truly feel that it's a complete joke and failure on Microsoft's part to not have it launch on console first, or at least not have it ready on console with everyone else. Because ultimately, Halo is a console game. It started off as a console game. This is the 20th anniversary of Xbox, and you couldn't play it first on your Xbox. Seeing people on Twitch streaming it off of their PC before I can even download it on my console, I think is insanely disheartening. Yeah, it wasn't a long time, but like, come on. We gave Microsoft money directly to buy the console. We should get the game first. And I'm also a Halo Insider as well. So like, I couldn't even play it first because my platform of choice didn't have the update ready right away. Well, think about it, right? While all those rumors and everything were circulating on the internet, it's coming out on the 15th, it's coming out on the 15th, it's coming out on the 15th. If your console started pre-downloading Halo Infinite at like midnight the night before, that kind of would give it away, right? So at least everyone had to download it right from the very beginning, albeit like Steam had it ready to go. And 
as soon as like the the launch thing happened, I saw that I got the blue screen there, and I just hopped over on Steam and downloaded it there. I still have to sign in with my Microsoft account. It's still giving me all those achievements and everything. I just launch it with Steam. Other than that, the launch was like pretty flawless, like all things considered. Like look what happened at the beginning of like Battlefield's launch. It's a disaster. Then yeah. you have like what happened with Diablo, uh, Diablo 2's launch, the servers, the server issues, and everything for that it didn't go too well. Like most like big hype game launches usually have a really shitty first day. This didn't. Like look, the, they delayed this game, famously delayed this game last year because it was not ready. Yeah. They gave themselves an entire year and it's really impressive that 343 was able to have such a successful launch in terms of just like server stability and everything microsoft was ready you brought the numbers out you told me some like crazy stat yeah i, uh, I do I have the stats here i was on uh i, I did check uh, steam charts just just before we started recording and so this right now steam charts uh the peak player for halo infinite in just two days was two hundred and fifty six thousand players and this is just steam not counting consoles either where you whether you're playing on xbox one or the series uh consoles or using the microsoft like xbox app or the microsoft store app playing the game off of that and uh -huh. i checked some of the reviews and stuff and i was seeing somewhere like in the like upper like in the like in the, in the kind of like 70 percent ish range as well a lot of people in the reviews were saying like hey this is great but it's like oh it's just a generic space shooter i personally don't think that but a lot of people were saying that like the battle system like the battle pass or the progression system's a little bugged and we can talk on that later but like all in all you have kind of like a b-ish average like if we're using like letter grades like a 72 is like c plus b range and 250,000 players in the first two days this is really set up for success and when campaign comes out later on in december each of those two hundred fifty-six thousand players that are going to be invested that have paid for the battle pass are going to be looking at your campaign and saying hey where does the story come in this strategy seems to be working albeit it's really really early on like this is only day two of halo infinite but the numbers are in and they're good i wonder if they're going to drop the term beta when the campaign launches because, like, they, 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 yeah, you can play in the first season right now. It ends in May, I believe. So, yeah, it's like six months. And the really good thing that 343 said that they're going to do with the battle passes, it's not going to be like the way battle passes are in other games where you can only earn the rewards in the past during the season. In Halo Infinite, you can buy the battle pass, you can buy every battle pass, and you can progress each one individually. They never go away. Those cosmetics that are are in those passes will never you'll never lose the opportunity to earn them. Yeah, if no I formal. only get to level sixty in this pass, by the time the next one comes out, I can go to level thirty in the next pass and then go hop back to the first one and earn from there. I think you can only progress one at a time, but at least you have the ability to progress them after yeah. the the season is over. And that's one thing I really don't like about how Destiny's battle pass system works is like if I want to go back and get like there's this one really, really cool set of armor for the Titans and everything. And like we were doing we were doing a raid the other day uh, night with some of our clan mates and everything. And they had this really cool Titan armor that looked like they had like Buzz Lightyear wings almost. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, where where did you get that? And, and the person said basically like, yeah, this was like a season pass reward from like two years ago you can't get it anymore and i'm just sitting there just like well shit i really like that look and i have a great idea for like a transmog 
and now I can't do it because the game arbitrarily has just decided, yeah, you weren't playing the game and you weren't a fan during this period of time. You can't have that. At least with mm-hmm. this system, it's like, hey, I can go get that battle pass, work my way through it, get the cosmetics and everything that I want from that specific season, and then be like, great, I can customize and express myself. That's a really good system, and I hope that other um, games as a service, video games, do adopt that because it is inherently more player friendly, and it would get them, it would get the companies more money because people would buy old content and then play through it. It's literally zero effort for money. So you have that as a huge positive for the battle pass. Actually, do you want to shelve the battle pass talk until later, or no? We can we can keep talking about this. I have a few things like in bullet form here, so talk about the battle pass. Season one is going to be the heroes of Reach. I think honestly, starting with Reach, it's a great idea. Because Reach is actually the most recent content for a lot of the Master uh, Master Chief Collection players, the MCC players that got Reach added. A f- like, what was it, a year or so ago? I don't remember the exact date, but it was it. What Halo Reach was the most recent game that got added to Master Chief Collection. Yeah, so it's the most recent game. It's in a lot of it's a, a lot of the forefront of people's minds right now, and a lot of younger Halo players, at least like from from my experience, remember Reach as like their first Halo experience. And canonically, it's the first game in the halo series as well so yeah like from like the first person shooter standpoint but yeah back to what you said so this first season is going from november 15th to like may 2nd that's six months and a lot of people are saying that the battle pass okay you have 100 levels but like we were playing for like i checked my stats i was playing for like 12 hours in these past two days (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i'm only level like three or four and that feels really really slow and shitty okay if i spent these number of hours in this battle pass how much time do i have to sink in to get to rank 100 where i get like flaming shoulders uh flaming helmet or how much money do you have to spend oh yeah no i've seen people spend like there's people already walking around that i'm I'm sure they've dropped a hundred dollars just for level ups the thing is what Juno's getting to here is that the way you level up your battle pass is really flawed in halo infinite at the moment and i it's definitely the most criticized thing in the game so far and i believe 343 has tweeted saying that they've heard people about the battle pass hello everyone future mateo here with a quick update about the halo infinite battle pass of course the day after we recorded this podcast 343 came out with a update of as to how the battle pass is going to be fixed for the time being so in a tweet they put out players in halo infinite now can gain xp after completing match made games so they're saying about 50 xp for each game also the challenges that you can complete uh every week are gonna have some easier ones included some of the challenges were confirmed to be bugged and i had one of them so there was i think four or five different ones that were bugged so they've been fixed and also xp boosts will last an hour opposed to 30 minutes as it was before this will not be the last update. There's talk in the community about them also changing a few other things here and there, but this is just step one of a plan that they're going to roll out for fixing the progression system in the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. So I'm going to kick it back to past Mateo and Gino to close out the rest of this podcast. So see you later. Basically, the way it works is you have daily and you have weekly challenges. Your daily and weekly challenges grant you EXP, that then goes into your battle pass. Then that will give you battle pass levels, which then unlock you items in the battle pass. But typically in Halo, you get XP after every game you play. Win or lose, whether you play really well or really poorly, what medals you get, and in addition to your 
and because especially in Halo Five, they also and Halo Master Chief Collection, they have the weekly and daily challenges that would give you bonus points. But now they only have daily and weekly challenges. You don't have that game to game XP gaining, and it slows everything down completely. It's and it honestly, it feels like grinding almost. People, and I'm definitely guilty of this, will play games on online in Halo Infinite right now just to complete a weekly challenge because right now if you get all your weekly challenges done you'll get an exclusive uh, visor color so they'll have cosmetics exclusive to completing weekly challenges and what fun is that if you have half your team getting kills with a specific gun that's not good or just focusing on an objective that isn't the objective of the game. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm guilty of that too, because there was this one time we were actually playing, and I think I was streaming it at the time also. So we were playing a game of Oddball. It was us two, and Riley was there also. So we had just completely spanked this team in Oddball for the first game. The second game, we got up to 99 points on the clock. You need 100 to win. And we just dropped the ball. The other team had maybe like 10 or 12. And we just started farming them for kills and for objective things for the weekly challenges. And we were doing that for like a good 20 minutes. They were not having fun. People left. And I think there was only like one guy left at the end of it. And when we got bored, that's when we picked up the skull and won the game. Mm -hmm. Like, what fun is that? Even for the person grinding that stuff out, it's not fun. It's fun at the beginning. And then it just kind of, I kind of felt bad. (laughs) <laughs> to the other guy on the other team. That's the state of the game right now in terms of the battle pass. It's yeah. just, it's something they need to fix. It's something they need to fix because every Halo followed that tradition. Eventually, you're going to have people that are going to be putting money into this game, whether it's for the campaign or in the, the battle pass. I give them some little small bit of credit for trying something new, but this is clearly not working. In a day you've had this many complaints about it, you got to change it. Yeah, so the progression for the cosmetics and everything, obviously it doesn't feel pretty good right now. But honestly, when I think about like the the greater picture of Halo Infinite, that's the only real problem I have with it at the moment. And so like, how, how, how would you say the multiplayer, like, okay, so if you're not grinding out your weekly challenges and everything for EXP for the battle pass, how does the game feel? How does the multiplayer game feel? How's the gunplay? Halo Infinite is a flower in a garden with weeds. Got to take the weeds out of the garden to ma- really make that flower look good. They easily can do that. The game balance needs to be improved, uh, and we'll talk about game balance quickly later on. The battle pass needs to be fixed, and simple things that should be available, that were available in other Halo games, like Forge, like that stuff. I feel like they're on the way to making Halo Infinite this really 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 good game i'll get into detail a little bit more but halo infinite is on the right path you can see the road ahead that that this game can be something really 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 special but right now it is a little bit of a mixed bag my general sentiment towards the game right now for if i'm being honest is 343 did a really good job with it i'm i'm enjoying the game the uh, the graphics engine's really nice. I'm constantly getting like a, a nice 60 frames experience on that. It's optimized well, at least on my PC here. I like the faster pace uh, of the game. 
It's not quite as fast as Halo 5 because you don't have, like, armor abilities and stuff when you spawn, which gives it a nice, like, classic Halo 3 feel and a classic feel. But I feel like, like, I'm wanting something. So, like, okay, yeah, I can I can sprint and slide on the ground. You can do all that kind of stuff, but you don't have an armor ability or you don't have some kind of, like, added effect. And, like, games like Halo 5, games like uh, Apex Legends, games like Destiny has taught me to have, like, this extra ability. And when I spawn in the game, I don't have that. Even if it's just like the just like the dash boost, I feel like something's missing. But that I just realized that that's just like putting Halo Infinite in the in the context of games that exist with it in this moment of time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll get yeah. used to that, and I already have. Like, okay, I gotta go find the the grapple claw, or I gotta go find the little deployable shield, or like the sonar thing. I gotta go out and find that, just like I would find any other weapon. And controlling those armor abilities also is just another layer to the complexity of the map part of your strategy okay rush out grab your overshield hold on to it for when you grab a sword activate your overshield then just become a tank and get a killtacular <laughs> that's what i did in a, in a game yeah. it felt great it, it felt great to have all those pieces line up but i'm like I'm, I'm left a little bit wanting but i know that that's just like the games only came out yesterday and i like i, I like the current pace it's quick but not super fast like i'm not lost like I was in like Halo Five, where that game was just like way too quick. I really, really, really liked Halo 5's multiplayer, but I'm I'm happy that it feels different. It 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 has elements of Halo Five, like you said, it has that classic Halo feel to it, which is really important. I agree. The gameplay itself feels really, really good. But what I would really like them to do is, I feel like there isn't a big enough variety of weapons available, and I don't like the fact that weapons aren't always in the same place on the maps. Like, sometimes when you load into a map, there'll be a BR in one spot. But then the next game you play on that map, the commando rifle will be in that spot. So, like, there's that consistency issue. Even though it's the same map, I guess it differentiates Big Team Slayer from Capture the Flag. So, like, a different weapon will be available in that spot. I, I don't like that. I, I just no, like that's how it was in, in previous games also. Albeit they didn't have like the fancy box that was gonna show you where that weapon spawned. The BR was just yeah. on the ground in Halo 3. Also, I don't like the the lack of modes available in the game at right now oh. and it's in its beta state that they're calling it. Right now you can only do ranked big team, which has a few modes in it, and then regular quick play games. But in other Halo games, you would click quick play and then it would have, oh, do you want to play Slayer, do you want to play Stockpile? Do you want to play what have you? Yeah, it has like modes within each game you want to play. But this, it no, it, you have no choice in the matter whatsoever, which is kind of draining after a few times. Like, oh, I just want to play Slayer. Yeah, but the reason why you just want to play Slayer is so you can complete those battle pass tasks so you can level up to get that cool piece of armor. Well, no, that's not necessarily. Those are spread across multiple different modes. It's just like... I'm in the mood to play a game of Slayer. I might not be in the mood to play Capture the Flag. But on another note, a really good thing that they did add is the fact that if a player quits your game, you get a bot added into your game as a replacement. So you don't get completely screwed by not having a body there. You'll you'll have a bot. And then potentially, if the player is fast enough or is willing to, they can rejoin the game after they've disconnected. It's happened to us a few times. It's a that's a really good quality of life feature that they added. But I've been playing it on console and it it runs really well on Xbox Series X. I know some people that are running it on an original Xbox One and they've had a few times where the games just crashed on them, but you're running a 
pretty graphically intense game on hardware that came out in like 2013. So what do you expect, right? Speaking of gunplay and everything that you mentioned before, I'm just going to say this one statement. Tell me whether you agree or don't agree. The AR is too powerful. Oh, 100%. It's weird. Like every Halo game, after like Halo 3 came out, the AR has gotten more and more powerful. And it's at the point now where it's you don't even need to pick up another gun in Halo Infinite. Like the AR is that good. It's got good range. It's got a good clip and the damage it can do. And you can scope with it. So like if you're not good at the game and you want to get good at Halo, like we used to make fun of people for using like, no, like you can actually be good with an AR in Halo Infinite. So yeah. The pistol's really good, too. Remember the days of spray and pray? <laughs> yeah, like, you would have to get uh, unload a clip of AR and then do a beatdown to get a kill. But no, you can get a kill without even meleeing anyone. Like, the AR is that good. Yeah, it definitely needs to, like, get a little weaker. Because, like, if I'm hitting all my headshots on a BR, an AR shouldn't be able to beat me. And sometimes it does. But then again, also, like, this is a game that where there's a lot of team shot shotting recently. Because, like, at least for quick play, like, the 4v4 matches, the maps feel kind of small. And like, could just they kind of force you to like certain like walk down certain hallways and causeways and things. Like even like even with the pistol and everything, I've noticed in this game, like a lot of people online are saying that there's quote no aim assist, and I I can definitely agree with that because like in the early days of like using the pistol and everything, I'd land maybe like two and like seven or eight shots. But now like I've kind of adjusted as I've learned how to use like some of these weapons in the game. Like I've adjusted my shot patterns and I'm able to get more consistency with it. And like people are using the AR like pop pop pop. But you, I, I learned that you just got a machine that gun that thing go ta 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 ta, and just like unload that clip as fast as you can, and then switch over to your AR and just finish them off with that if you're in close range, or you like if you're at like in the second half of your your mag on your AR, you swap over to your pistol and just finish them off with that. Some people don't like those high rate of fire guns, right? But it's 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 a legitimate strategy, I guess. You don't have yeah. to go finding the BR. Or or your rocket launcher or anything like that. The AR is just it, it it's too good. I feel like the BR is about right like i feel like maybe it should be a little more powerful i I don't know if i suck or if it's just like i I don't don't know what it is but it just doesn't feel like an exact match of like how it used to be but it's a different game with a different engine like all the guns are going to feel different this is the first halo game that isn't built off of halo 1 to some extent like this is a brand new engine for instance the traditional halo shotgun's not in the game it's now the bulldog and i feel like the bulldog is it, I need you need to get three shots with the bulldog to get a kill. You're dead by the time you get that third shot off half the time. A shotgun should be almost an insta kill at close range. It should be like the sword. Yeah, but if they have a shotgun and sword in the same game and sword has lunge, yeah, you can get a bull true with your with your shotgun, right? But like you can't with the bulldog. Yeah, but they kind of fill that same niche, right? But they're rarely on the same map at least in the the, the game in yeah. its state right now. For my challenges, I had to get three Bulldog kills. It took me forever, just because yeah. I have to find the thing first. And then the amount of times I only got two shots off, I couldn't get that third one. It, it was ridiculous. That's where you'd have to like light them up a little bit with an AR or a pistol or something, then switch over to the gun and finish them with it. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I like being able yeah, to use like, the one weapon. Yeah, because if you your entire match, like using, like getting like the weapon kills or like the use the electric grenades to get kills. For, those are cool. Like, I like those. Yeah, the, the electric grenades, they definitely have their purpose and stuff. Like it, it's it, it's kind of like a mini power drain almost. And they're like yeah. they're really like fun and interesting to use. But like... When it says, okay, get a triple, get three kills with the electric grenade, and mm-hmm. you don't know where they spawn half the time, it can get a bit annoying. 
but that's like going back into like the battle pass progression system but like yeah this actually happened to me just before we started recording this i played a game quickly and i got a rocket launcher and i shot it at a, a warthog and it didn't kill the warthog and that was the first time i ever used the rocket launcher in halo infinite I don't know if you had a similar experience where like you felt like the rocket launcher kind of weak yeah i've never used rockets on vehicles yet i feel like the the brute spike launcher thing is really good at taking out vehicles because it's like that almost like a sniper when it fires like massive spike into a vehicle and takes them out pretty easily but yeah honestly i think the multiplayer is good it's a good start mm-hmm. like remember like we're in week one they're gonna be constantly balancing this game they're gonna use the term beta till whatever they want to drop it they can hide behind that in a way definitely like as as you're saying with it with your garden analogy earlier mateo definitely like we can see this game being somewhere really 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 great eventually mm-hmm. don't get us wrong it's still really good we enjoy playing it and we're probably gonna hop we're gonna hop back over and play it. it's free <laughs> Like, it's free. You literally have nothing to lose. Go try it. Don't need to pay for the multiplayer. Don't need to have Xbox Live. You can just play it. If you want to buy the season pass, you can buy it. But that's about it. And I think on Steam, all you need to do is just have a Microsoft account and sign in. And you can just go for it. If you're on PC and you want to give Halo Infinite a chance, definitely try it out. You literally have nothing to lose. But yeah, just uh, for concluding statements, Mateo, I'm going to ask you a simple question for Halo. Yay, nay, or meh. I have to pick one of the three, huh? Yep. I guess it'll have to be a a, a yay, obviously. Like, this is one of the most anticipated, highly anticipated games that Microsoft's ever released. It probably is the most highly anticipated game they ever released. And they mostly delivered, in my opinion. So I'm really excited. I'm itching to go back to playing it right now, honestly. Like, it's that good. Nothing beats a good, like, round of big team where you have, like, majority of the team is your friends and you just having a blast, having a great time. Like Halo is just one of those awesome community games that like there isn't really anything better than that. It's so good. Uh, it's definitely a yay for me. And once all of, uh, like once the all those weeds in the garden have been pulled out, it'll go from a yay to an ultra yay. So <laughs> definitely looking forward to where we're going to be in the future of this game here. Like we're very critical of 343. Like when, when Bungie left to go do their own thing like 343 almost had like the impossible t- a task of like how do you continue the series like the the four halo games that bungie made are beloved games to the halo community halo 4 and the and our opinion on the hub world did not deliver at all or at least failed to deliver that same experience that we had with one two three and reach halo 5 is controversial on the campaign side of things but the actual game gameplay itself is really tight. It's really solid. Warzone is really awesome, in my opinion. The multiplayer is just fantastic in that game. And Halo Infinite seemingly has the potential to be that first really, like, universally praised 343 Halo game. So, like, it's a definite recommendation. If, if you have the ability to play it, you should play it. It's really, really, really good. And the campaign's coming out on December 8th, and I cannot wait for that to come out that's going to be a really fantastic experience yeah it's it's definitely going to be a fun one i wish that the the couch co-op was going to be there right from the beginning or the multiplayer campaign mm-hmm. but you know what it's just an excuse to go back to that that campaign at a later time there was a rumor that this almost didn't happen this la- early launch of the multiplayer 
Yeah. Apparently there was some sort of, and Joe was telling us this, that there was some sort of internal tests on this build and there was originally a campaign demo and there was a way to unlock the full campaign through this. So they had to emergency patch the game a few days before it came out and they almost weren't able to do it. So the, but they so then they had to just entirely remove the campaign demo. But honestly, though, I'm happy there's no campaign demo because I feel like that would have distracted a lot of people from the multiplayer. The multiplayer is what keeps you in Halo. The campaign will be done after a day or whatever, how long you beat it. The multiplayer is going to be the thing that keeps bringing you back. And if you can get people hooked on the multiplayer before the campaign, then that's just a bonus. Grow that install base as big as you can, drop the campaign, and then get them back into the multiplayer. I think that's a really good and interesting strategy. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, that'll about do it for today here. And that'll bring us to the end of today's main quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube or follow if you want to follow us on your platform of choice, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming icebreakers or anything like that. Uh, Share your comments in the uh, comments section below. Let us know what we did right. Let us know what we didn't do right. And we'll see you next time at the Hub World. And Gino, before I forget. Wait, what? what? Hey, I'm doing my outro here, man. Like, what, what, what's so important? Gino, didn't you watch the 20th anniversary event? Yeah, we talked about that already. But we forgot to mention the most important thing that was even shown in that event. Uh, the Halo TV show? No. Microsoft showed three seconds of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts gameplay. You know what that means, right? It means they're making a new game. No, 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 no. That means there's going to be more merch. Uh, hey, there actually is going to be new Banjo merch. Everyone... Go on Fangamer on November 22nd. They're going to be showing off new Banjo-Kazooie merch. I'm going to be buying whatever they show. So anyways, guys, as we say at the very end of every episode, Microsoft, make a new Banjo game. There just might be one. Night, everyone. See ya.